Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. Can't wait to bloody murder that Lincoln guy's doing my nutting. Oh, we have so little power. Nicolas Cage buys some weird shit. Hello, you're listening to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. This is Bob Shoy, and with me as always is uh, Beef. All right. And Adam Tiss. What? So loud. <laughs> far too far too loud. Already Tiss got is, to edit that. Tiss is full of beans. Yeah, he's giving me <laughs> editing literally less than a minute into the show. I'm full of kidney beans, mate. So, guys, um, I'll be honest... Yep. This I haven't done the most amount of research for this. It's probably the least research topic I've ever had on Weird Tales. Yeah, but you know we'll be able to waffle on and on anyway. That's what I'm hoping because there's, I've got a few facts and figures, but really I just wanted to talk about this topic. Okay, I am intrigued. It's a little bit of a discussion. It's a little bit of, um, well, it's a real thing that goes on now still. Okay. <laughs> so nervous and why am i nervous Tis, do you know what this is i think it is nothing wrong <laughs> okay Definitely i can't not. imagine you guessing it i can't imagine either of you guessing it sorry okay so today we're going to be talking about murderabilia Ooh, i've not heard of that is that memorabilia of murders yeah it is the the so you've heard of it Tis. it's the no i just took the words of... and dissected it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's people who collect paraphernalia to do with serial killers and, and murders. Okay, so I wasn't too far off then. I think I said something like the obsession of, or like being interested in people that murder people. I can't remember what I said. That's it was mad. something like that. Yeah, so... Um, oh, okay. Murderabilia. Um, I talked about it a little bit when we went to York. Um, me and Becca went to York on the episode before last. It's also something we've talked about in our Warren's... Pod, right? Um, it's come up. It has come up. I don't know what episode. I couldn't tell you exactly what episode. But we've, we've brought it up a few times. Um, and yeah, it, it came up when me and Becca were walking around York and it made me think there's an episode in that somewhere. So it's otherwise known as, it's 
murderabilia is how it's generally known, sometimes just murderabilia. And it is collectibles related to uh, murders and murderers. Yeah. Uh, usually artifacts used or owned by murderers uh, or items created by them. So artwork, sometimes uh, poetry, things like that. Wow. Nice. Okay. Well, not nice. It's pretty awful, but yeah. Yeah, this is not this is not what I was thinking. No, before we get into it at all, some like first thoughts from you guys. I'm trying to think of um objects that would be on the rankings of like most wanted murderbilia type thing. Like um I don't know. What uh your most wanted an acid sheet from Charles Manson's personal supply or something, you know. Something like <laughs> something like uh, something you could use connected again. to them, like in a cool way. Like you could you could say it like you know this was da 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 da. I don't know. I'm trying to think of that, but it's the know. same as um, something it, synonymous with the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's like when people buy like a bit of people's hair or something. Hair is a really popular product. Hair, which is mental. Jesus, I don't get it. People will buy Charles Manson's hair, locks of his hair. Mm. Yeah, this is... Um, Can't you do, like, magic with hair, right? What's that? You can do, like, magic with hair. Well, if you're a witch? Yeah, Probably. yeah. Isn't that... You can do magic with anything. Yeah. yeah, but isn't hair, like, desired to do, like... I don't know. I think you're getting this off of, like, Gargamel from the Smurfs or something. <laughs> no, like... I, I, I think I knew someone who said they collected hair, and I think it was... I can't, I can't remember. Not collected, but they... It is definitely some sort of witchcraft ritual will use hair. Why does yeah. that not surprise me that you know someone that collects hair? <laughs> That's a, that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> not collects, has collected, and uh, has an affinity for it, I guess. Not an avid collector, though. Um, I guess... Uh, I haven't really put a lot of thought to this, I suppose, um, funnily enough. But... I mean, it's definitely something which kind of borders the the steady line between something that is a hobby and it actually just being disrespectful. I think to mm-hmm. the whole to the whole case. Um, I and I kind of get it. I kind of get the fascination that we have with, you know, we all find this kind of stuff interesting. And I think it's like we said before death is such a taboo subject and so owning something that's you know imagine owning something that that belonged to ted bundy or um you know like the the yorkshire ripper or something like that That, but do you not think it glorifies yes i do um it totally does and that's why i think it's it it i think it's disrespectful i think it's I don't understand why, you know, it's like in this in this age of social media, we tend to want to talk about the victims and not glorify. That's something which I, I think people are trying to make a bigger point of now. It's like, don't talk about the murderer. Let's talk about the victim. We don't want to know about the murderer. Don't glorify mm-hmm. them because that's what they want. Yeah. Well, they, if they, you're a fanatic... They do it because they know that humans deep down in their nature glorify what they're doing above what uh, is going to happen to the other person. Always through history, right? It still happens. Yeah, I th- That's mad. But When I think yeah. about this sort of stuff, I think about um, uh, when Rachel and I went to Auschwitz, and Bob, I know you've been to Auschwitz, right? 
Yeah. Um, so I wonder if you would agree with me on this, that I feel like when you walk around, um, I, f- I, f- I personally felt like they had done a really good job of making sure that it was more of a memorial site than... Yeah, there's there's no disrespect in that place It's at not all. a tourist attraction, and... Um, I really liked that there was well when I was there anyway. There was there was like uh, an employee um, stood in pretty much every area where they were like no photos. So take any you know there were areas you could take photos, but you know the room where they've got all the luggage, the room where they've got all the children's shoes and the hair and all that stuff. Like you can't see that unless you go there, and I think that's something which. So I, when I that's where I think, you know, and it did feel like that. I felt like I was almost in a state of prayer as I was walking around it. It was it was mm. really weird um, to be someone like that. So You still get people there taking selfies, though? Yeah, I know, I know, which which drove me crazy. Um, yeah, there was... Me, me and Rachel were walking behind uh, a couple of Orthodox Jews um, as we were walking around. So I guess that kind of made the experience more mm-hmm. um, real. Um, and then maybe five or six people behind were taking, yeah, just taking selfies. And, you know, they weren't like just ordinary photos. It was sort of like, you know, like the the smile and then them hold. Yeah, it was just really distasteful and horrible. So, yeah, I don't know. That's my thought, I guess. I, I'm I'm down on the side of it. It's just to, just to make people clear, like before they listen further on this episode... I, I'm pretty down on the side that murderabilia is kind of gross and there's not going to be much positivity from me towards people that do collect this stuff. So if no. you do, uh, maybe this isn't the episode for you because I haven't got many nice things to say about it. No. Uh, but at the same time, I'm not just going to be like attacking it the whole time. So it's up to you. I'm just giving a little bit of a fair warning for listeners. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the Son of Sam Law. No. The Son of what? The Son of Sam Law. No. So, um, uh, have you heard of Son of Sam? No. He's um, a serial killer himself. Uh, David Richard Berkowitz. Uh, you'll recognise the picture if I show you now. You'd have seen this this picture. Oh, yeah. He's uh, He was a famous serial killer. Mm-hmm. And um, his, his actions inspired the creation of the Son of Sam Law, uh, which is put in place, uh, basically it's a law designed to keep criminals from profiting uh, from the publicity of their crimes. Right, okay. So you, as if you are a serial killer, you can't personally make any money out of the fact that you are a famous serial killer. Um, so you can't make money from selling stories to publishers, uh movie deals of it, book deals, paid interviews, none of that goes to you. If any profit is made from any of those things, the money will be taken off of you by the state and given to the victims' families. Okay, so what about, for example, the new Ted Bundy thing? with um... that, None of that money will go to Ted Bundy. Yeah, okay, cool. Which, uh, yeah. That, there's a law in place that makes sure the, the killer themselves doesn't ever make profit from their crimes. Is that just in America? Uh, it is, yes, an American law. It is actually criticised by some uh, for violating the First Amendment of free speech. Oh, for crying out loud. Make of that what you will. But you've got free speech, you just don't have the freedom to sell that speech or profit from the speech. Yeah, that's what I find a bit odd about those criticisms. So, um, yeah, like I said, people collect the hair and the art is really popular as well. 
Um, there are people that collect artworks that have been created by killers, sometimes from prison. Um, so what I've got here, I've got a little clip. Um, it's four minutes long. This is, uh, it's actually a vice, a mini vice documentary. Um, and it's talking to a guy who collects serial killers artworks in memorabilia and, and why he does it and what he finds interesting about it. So try and, and try to try and play some stuff from people who are into this and why they are. I really couldn't begin to count how many individual pieces of, of true crime-related memorabilia that are in my collection. Most of the artwork is from people convicted of heinous crimes. I have one of the bigger collections. That's me with James Monroe and Gregory Miley, uh, freeway killer. That's me with Charles Ng. His artwork is amazing. I mean, that's watercolor. That's done in a, in a prison cell. So yeah, no, I don't really draw a line and say this, oh no, you killed children, I can't collect your stuff. Or oh no, this guy killed women, I can't. Because if you do that, you won't be able to collect anything. That's me with Gary Hines, Christopher Wilkins, Michael Yawell. That's me with Charles Manson. I want to know why a person wakes up in the morning and then kills a person for fun. Where did that person go from here to here? I don't understand that. In that interest, I started, you know, liking the artwork. Like some people like country music and some people like hip hop. I'm interested in crime. I visit with, you know, people who kill people. When I received my first communion, they asked, uh, they did this little book, like a workbook to fill out. And it asked, you know, there's people that need help throughout the world. Who would you like to help? And I said, prisoners. And I drew a picture of me passing a juice box into an inmate's cell. The first serial murder I ever wrote to was Richard Ramirez, and he wrote back. And I thought to myself, oh, this is easy. So I wrote Manson next. My collection does come from a, it comes from a, a bunch of different places. The most important part was sent to me by, by the inmates. And those are items that I've, you know, the cases that I took an interest in. I've also traveled to, you know, prison museums. Uh, prison gift shops. Uh, there's some some craft items here, like like these three items were made uh, uh, at, at, at San Quentin. I bought them at the gift shop. We're on a website called MurderAuction.com. So I, I'm going to play the rest in a sec. Uh, this video does take a strange turn at the very end of it. Okay. Um, so for, uh, I don't know if you heard that last. He was just about to say how he actually himself runs a murderabilia website where he sells stuff as well. So it quickly got on to the fact that he's a seller yeah, uh, as well as a collector. He, he runs uh, murderink.com, which is one of the most famous ones. And obviously during this video, I really recommend um, listeners to go watch this video because they're it, all the time where he's saying, this is me with this person, this is me with this person. Look at this artwork. There's lo- he's got... It's worth watching just to see his massive collection. Um, but we're going to play the rest of this now where he talks a little bit about his website. And yeah, there's a strange little nugget right in the, at the end of this video. We're on a website called murderauction.com. And that website's like an eBay of, of anything, you know, crime related. This Charles Manson unmailed postcard that's got a $55 bid on it. No matter how heinous or despicable his case and his crimes are, people are always going to want their stuff. There's 26 people on online right now on the site. We have 190 members. There's uh, 833 auctions. I'm not getting items from inmates, putting them for sale online based on the horrific nature of their crimes and then paying them. 
people collect art. That's all there is to it. Biggest misconception is inmates are getting big amounts of money from this. It's, 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 you know, it's chump change. There's three uh, urns in here. The one on top here is uh, my grandmother, Dorothea Puente. So uh, this is where it gets weird. So he's in his living room at the moment. He's uh, gone up to a cabinet and opened it, and there's an urn in it, which has the ashes of his grandmother in it. Okay. People have asked to buy portions, and that's really not what... Uh, it's not what it's about for me. Why would somebody want to buy your grandmother's remains? She was a convicted multiple murderer. Get the way, please. I mean, they found seven bodies in her yard and attributed her to two additional disappearances, so nine victims in total. What's the strangest? She was uh, only convicted on three. And it doesn't make sense. If you find seven bodies in a yard, you'd think you'd get convictions on all seven. People are into this. From that interest in crime, all of this came from it. There we go. Screw that guy. Yeah? Yeah, that makes me... I mean, at the start I was saying, you know, I think it's disrespectful. Oh, like, we've all got hobbies, but he was... I don't get being excited about that. I don't think that's healthy for it to be, you know, lots of people find crime interesting, you know, crime dramas and crime thrillers, you know, they're quite big, you know, people flock to the cinemas to go see it. You know, we like watching true crime stuff to try and see what happened, but that's, that's too far, isn't it? The fact that his grandmother was a a murderer. Yeah. Has given him an unhealthy obsession with it, I think. Exactly. It's like, and obviously I don't know the whole story, but I just, I wonder whether uh, there's some kind of unhealthy attachment there, isn't there, to his to his grandmother. And he's, it's like he's reflecting that and, and yeah, that's mental. Guy's mad. Yeah. Tiss, are you all right? Yeah. Uh, I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, yeah, I don't agree with what he's doing. <laughs> but-, but would you personally have something in your house with someone who was like, a child murderer? Uh, no, no, no. But that's because I'm not into that sort of stuff. If my nan was a mass murderer and I wanted to understand, mm. maybe someone who was really close to me, maybe I would be into murderers. Maybe I wouldn't stop thinking about murderers. That's interesting. Yeah, but almost every other hobby on the planet, I can understand. I, I think the twist at the end actually just uh cemented my original thought which is actually like yeah i mean it's weird but i don't think he's hurting anyone as long as what he said that the money isn't going back to the inmates is true then i don't know it's just someone in a vacuum appreciating murderers are i don't think that's like the murderers getting appreciation i bet they're just like who's this weird guy buying our paintings (laughs) the thing i find weird about his collection about the fact that he specialises in art, is he says it's got nothing to do with the crimes. It's all about the art. Why don't you have any art from anyone who hasn't... Exactly. Exactly. Hasn't committed the crime then. I would say that 100% this is to do with... Exactly. ...self-discovery of his nan and murderers in general. But but this is this is what I was, what I was going to say, was almost every other hobby I could think of even if it's not something I would necessarily go and be a part of, you know, if you want to go and 
do some train spotting, take a clipboard and some paper and sit and mark down all the trains. That's fine. But what about like you know, these you wanna... true crime podcasts? What about listening to like case studies of people who have actually that's died? Different. Do you think that's disrespectful? Because I would put that in the same category, actually. If you, I, I don't think it glorifies it as no, much. It so if it's more sterile and methodical, yeah, but it's still got people. Uh, yeah, but that's how it's presented. But how it's received by people mm-hmm. is, is totally different. But I don't, I, I don't think it's, I think it's a bit different. Say if you're studying or if you're trying to use a case study or you're watching a documentary for something, that's a little bit different to collecting artwork. And then <laughs> I don't think so. I think it, I think it totally is. <laughs> I don't think so. The documentary is giving them more fame. I think there's something very macabre about having... I think in a vacuum, someone buying an object isn't as nearly as elevating as a documentary or a true crime podcast. Are you serious? Having. Definitely. Are you serious? But yeah, someone, no, definitely. Charles Manson's hair <laughs> on your bedside table because it belonged to Charles Manson isn't more damaging and and bizarre to have in your in your house. If If they were packaging Manson's hair in thousands and selling it to the masses, yeah, that's disrespectful. But one person buying it off someone else just it's just weird people doing shit i mean there's way weirder shit happening yeah but the way i was thinking that 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 in a world of stuff going on that is the least of like you know what i mean it is it's strange to me i don't get it but but i don't i wouldn't vilify i don't think you know put it this way so say someone like murders your family member right yeah if like you i think you would have to accept particularly if it was quite a prolific case i think you'd have to accept that um you know documentaries or books are going to be written about it for forever you know yeah and i think it's i think it's a little bit i would understand that i, I think i would understand like people need to know because there's an obsession as to because the majority of people aren't murderers we find it yeah, fascinating yeah. to try and understand the psychology oh, behind no, those people. I'm not saying documentaries are bad. No, no, I'm no, just no. saying that. But I th- okay, yeah. If that was me, and then someone had <laughs> murdered someone in my fam, and and like to me, that's way more disrespectful for people to like own someone's teeth or something like that. Imagine if it was like I wouldn't say so. Yeah, but imagine if it was something like that. It was like a really vicious attack and someone, and it was like they murdered them by biting into their neck and then their their teeth went on eBay. You wouldn't find that like too much, no? But is that what's happening? They got on eBay? Is is it as popular as what I'm saying? It's what what, the, well, that web- I, I feel like it's just one guy and a few people online. No, no, it's things. not. It's big business. I'm on, so I'm on his website right now. I've got it open in a tab. I'm on serialkillersinc.net. Okay. And I'm looking what's on sale. It is like an e. There, you can't sell it on eBay. I looked on eBay. You you can't. Yeah. So that, there you go. Straight away. I don't think it matters. But then that but, doesn't matter whether it's eBay or wherever. But you can't sell like sex toys on eBay <laughs> or, and stuff, or, can you? I don't know. I've not tried. You can't sell underwear on eBay and things like that. Yeah, I've I've not tried to sell my underwear on eBay. But I'm on I'm on murder. Uh, sorry, I'm on serialkillersinc.net. I'm on. Uh, artemortis.com slash murderabilia I'm on supernaut.com these are all murderabilia eBay websites and me just browsing these I felt like fucking hell is someone going to come and knock on my door it felt like I was on the dark web just browsing these websites it felt very unhealthy to be on them 
and I'm browsing through what's on offer. Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, uh, signed painting, $1,200. What else have we got on here? Yeah, signed painting. Charles Manson, handwritten, hand-signed, large card and envelope, $450. Um, there's all sorts on it. There's all sorts. Framed David Berkowitz signature of letter, two hundred and twenty-five dollars. It's. I just don't. I just don't. I can't really explain it. I just think, heaven forbid, something happened to Joel, uh-huh. and then someone was, you know, someone was caught for it. You know, I could accept that people would want to write stories about it. I would accept that. But if someone was to try and buy their hair or like a painting they did or something like that. That makes me feel sick. I don't know. I can't really explain why. It just feels like, and I think maybe it is that fascination. It's it's like, yeah, I can't really explain it. I just feel like it's, it, it just feels like a step too far. And I think it's because then it's, and although a documentary does elicit some fascination with that individual, I think by having something personal like that, it almost makes them like a god. Because you've you've created something, and I you I guarantee you out there somewhere there is someone trying to make like some kind of a shrine because they idolise these people. Oh yeah, the, I can imagine a lot of people who are buying this aren't in a, a good frame of mind. And like it's like you say, if if you like art, then go buy art from any antique shop. If if that's what you're into, why does it have to be a murderer? They they said there's there's some somewhere it's like a romantic obsession okay mm. like they they'll they find the notion of these serial killers quite romantic and then they are attracted to them and then they want their belongings and they build these romantic shrines and they want to be loved by them it's very there's some really damaging uh things surrounding this mm. I, I was just thinking imagine um because it's i think it's it's basically the same as um, collecting anything that's signed by anyone famous, or if you've got, you know, people out there that will have tons of uh, Michael Jackson memorabilia, mm-hmm. and I wonder now whether those people might feel uncomfortable owning that stuff now that it seems more, uh, it seems clearer now we've had more all these allegations come forward about him. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Is that would people now feel uncomfortable owning that stuff? Does that then put him in the same kind of? I think it's okay to glorify someone. I think it's okay to have to idolize someone or to not to idolize someone, but I think it's okay to appreciate someone's work and to appreciate who they are as a person. Michael Abilia. I don't know. So, do you think there's a difference? Do you think there's a difference? Okay, someone collects signatures of actors. Yeah. Do you think there's a difference between collecting those signatures and say someone collects signatures of murderers? Uh, yeah, I think they wouldn't say it's different because you could say if you're collecting a book of actors and actresses' signatures, you're appreciating their work. Someone that create someone that collects uh, murderabilia will just say the same thing. So I'm just appreciating their work as a murderer or their work as an artist or something like that. Yeah, something feels a bit grosser about that. Um, there's some interesting wrinkles to do with it that we haven't touched on yet, and I'm sort of biting my tongue a little bit because I want to sort of introduce ideas as we go. Mm. I think for now I'm just going to play another quick video. This is a news report. Yeah, this is a news report about um, 
the rise of murder video websites. If this is the video I think it is, they do mention uh, the Santa Fe shooting uh, that happened, I think it was last year, because this news report was happening. It was just after that. Um, so I'm just going to play this video as well. And as cold and callous as it sounds, murder is a money-making business. It's a business Eric Holler says makes him a killing. One critics say goes too far. Sickening. You know, I would personally like to buy all that stuff and burn it. Postcard Charles Manson signed. Yes. From yes. postcards to paintings, Holler hawks murderabilia, intimate items from notorious serial killers and rapists. While the Jacksonville entrepreneur won't say how much money he's made off his website, Serial Killers Inc., I bear none of the guilt. Macabre merchandise from Ted Bundy and John Wayne Gacy have sold for hundreds, even thousands of dollars. A Ted Bundy Christmas card and a Bible owned by Eileen Warnos sold for three grand apiece. And this clown painting by Gacy, who was nicknamed the Killer Clown, is selling for 2700 as far as profit, I make a huge profit, and I'm proud to say that. It might sound cold, but I have no guilt for what I do. No. Charles Manson items are his number one seller. Rambling prison letters, some written in code with his swastika signature, sell for $150 a page. There's even locks of hair from killers and sketches like this one from vampire cult killer Rod Farrell. That's me and Farrell. Farrell, who told people he was a 500-year-old vampire, was convicted of murdering a Eustace couple in 1996. Haller befriended Farrell and even visited him in prison. But behind his financial gain is loss. I miss you so much. Raphael Zaldivar's 19-year-old son, Alex, was murdered last year, shot execution style in the head. Zaldivar feels Haller makes his money off the backs of innocent victims. That's very disgusting to see something like that. And, you know, he should go find himself a real job and sell other stuff online than to profit off of us. Holler says his clients include law enforcement, educators, and women who have fallen in love with these killers. Forensic psychologist Dr. Deborah Day says people collect for different reasons. Women tend to be collectors because of their love feelings or drawn to these alpha males. That's a bit of a generalization. All women. <laughs> what? She said tends to, not all women. Oh, okay. Women tend to where men tend to be more fascinated with the macabre, using it for financial gain. Which is what Haller is hoping to do. He's not moved by critics and says he'll continue to sell murderabilia as long as there's a demand. As far as what people think of the website or me, personally, I could care less. People that, that say that I'm profiting, profiting off murder, they're correct, I am profiting off murder. So that website that that guy was talking about, that's the one I was just on, that Serial Killers Inc. Um, okay, I, ch I changed my mind. I totally changed my mind. Have you actually? It's totally different, yeah. It's a totally different thing to what I was thinking. The first guy sounded like an isolated, just him and a few mates on Reddit were yeah. selling murder things. Different. This is so much more and this horrible. that's why i did it in this order i wanted, i didn't want to hit you with like the most extreme stuff i would say oh this guy's an art collector and then i wanted to be like it's bigger than that that's why i've done the videos in that order yeah it's horrible um it was interesting to hear you sympathize before you knew the bigger picture so why did you think this is different tis what oh it's so much different what was it about this because one guy doing it, like, that's just one dude collecting loads of art and his nan was a serial killer. You can understand it and maybe he's got a few friends that like it as well. But this is, like, big business and, like, it's way more. And, yeah, 
It's unethical. Yeah. It is unethical. That's the perfect word to, to explain it. It's unethical. Yeah. That's my next talking point. Is it ethical is what it's got on here. So Tiss is on it. I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's okay. And it's you could hear you could hear it in that guy's voice, couldn't you? He's like I don't he's making money off of my son's mm-hmm. death. And you're like, Yeah, exactly. That shouldn't be allowed. It should be illegal. That's what it always comes down to. If it was your family member, how would that make you feel? That's what it always comes down to. Yeah, yeah. And, and they and there's it's not just killers. He said that he collects stuff from rapists as well. The fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, that's disgusting. That's disgusting. The guy needs to go to prison or to see. So that's not okay. He sounds and like to say he's proud of it as well. He's it's the sort of attitude. It's like he was clearly maybe bullied at school. Yeah. Or like he's had maybe his girlfriend had an affair or something like that, and he's become bitter. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He's like, yeah, screw you. No one cares about me. So why do I care about you? It's that kind of attitude, isn't it? Mm. Oh man, that's just. So we'll we'll come away from that a little bit. We'll come back to the ethics in a bit. I thought it might be interesting to look at some of the sort of a little bit of. I haven't got like I was going to say a top ten, but I haven't got a top ten. I've just got a list of some interesting or notable pieces that were sold in terms of the value they were sold for. Okay. And this will also bring to light where we personally draw the line on what is murderabilia and what is of historical interest. Oh, right. Okay. So uh, cuttings of Manson's hair came up quite a lot. That's quite a common thing. They sell for up to $800. Right. Um, They may be more now that he's dead. Um, I know that one of his hair ties sold for $1,500. Yeah. I don't know what you'd do with that. That okay. I don't know. The they mentioned John Wayne Gacy in that last video. Um, he dresses a clown for uh, for kids parties and stuff, and he was known as like the the clown killer uh, among other names. Um, he does clown paintings as well. His clown paintings sell for a lot of money. Um, there was one that uh, sold a little while ago for four thousand five hundred dollars, uh, but they have been auctioned up to twenty thousand dollars. That's mental. Um, or starting as little as two hundred dollars. That's crazy. Who gets the money? I don't know, because it can't be him. I'll tell you something interesting about the John Wayne Gacy clown paintings. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know who bought one? Go on. Johnny Depp. Really? Doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> <laughs> Just why? Uh, actors are crazy, man. It's the, 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 richer, the more rich they are, the more fucking crazy they are. Trust Nicolas me. Nicolas Cage buys some weird shit. They all do. They've got so much fucking money and they just pretend to be other people all the time. It's just, they've, it's unhealthy. They have an un- unhealthy life. <laughs> I'm talking like, not just actors, by the way, anyone who's an actor. <laughs> I mean, you mean they're rich? I mean, the minted. filthy fucking rich. Filthy yeah. fucking rich. And everyone bows <laughs> down to you. That's a weird existence. Yeah. Because you ain't a god, you're a human. So you're just going to be torn around inside thinking that you're this god thing and you're not. And yeah, man, people do fucked up shit when they're that fucked up. I think, uh, I mean, it's all weird and unethical, but I, I think when it comes to like hair or like, I don't know, like, toenail clippings or something 
I don't know. I'm not. I think it, toenail clippings are genuinely something that have been sold on the auctions. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. That feels a bit different to if it's like an art. If it's like a yeah, if it's a drawing or a poem or something like that, or you know, you're 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 genuinely celebrating someone's talent. You're you're celebrating them for a completely different reason. The hair thing though feels different in the. It's idolising, isn't it? It's Yeah, but I think it's almost like sadistic and I feel like I would feel more sorry for someone that wants to own hair because it's like you say, like, what are you going to do with it? Why, why is it there for? So therefore, I'm like, there must be some kind of mental health reason that you've... Like, I don't get it. While we're on it, do any of the listeners want to buy any of my hair? <laughs> 2000 <laughs> some extra money. <laughs> Patreons, uh, yeah. £10. <laughs> I would give a reduction if you're a patron. Um, How much for one of my pubes? Oh dear, that's gross. Sorry, those clown paintings are shit, mate. I'm looking at them now. Oh, you're looking at them? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dog shit. <laughs> Total dog shit. They mentioned that Ted Bundy Christmas card in that last video as well that sold. Um, yeah, that inside that said "God bless you, peace, Ted." Uh, that sold for five thousand dollars. Mm. I don't think I'd want his. God blessings. The mugshot Polaroid of Jeffrey Dahmer, that sold us at $6,500. That's mental. Um, do you know the Unabomber? He, a famous American bomber, yeah? Yep. Uh, his hoodie and sunglasses that he wore, uh, yeah. they sold for 20000 That's mental. 20000 We're getting to big money mental, now. That is mental, isn't it? I think we're getting That's into... That's really that, crazy. We're getting into the top five biggest sellers now, I think. So uh, number five, I would I would put the top of the pops thing, but it feels a bit gross. No, don't <laughs> the do music. that. That's just wrong. Uh, number five, Clyde Barrow is in Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, his revolver went for twenty five thousand eight hundred and fifty dollars. Mental. Albert Fish uh, is uh, basically I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's super super old school. There's like black and white photos of him around. He used to brag about raping children. Oh jeez! And all this stuff. His autograph sold for thirty thousand. Thirty grand. That's why to be like I've got the autograph of someone who bragged about raping children. I would I would send you straight to the police station or to be sectioned. See, this is where it gets interesting now. The next one, John Wilkes Booth, the man who assassinated Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. A signed letter from him sold for $65,000. Is that murderabilia or is that a piece of history? Hmm. What's the letter about? I don't know. It didn't actually say the contents of the letter. Um, that is probably the other one. <laughs> piece of history. Yeah, Historical. It uh, belongs in the museum. I think that is history. But then he is he is a murderer. Yeah, but it's I think the two there are two two things make it different. Number one, who he murdered. Right. Makes it a bit different. The president. Um and I think two, it's it's a letter which seems I mean, unless it's like a letter that's like Dear John, I'm gonna <laughs> oh, I'm gonna can't wait to bloody murder that Lincoln guy's right. doing my nutting. If it was that kind of thing, it's maybe a bit... But if it's just like, um, hey, Tony, nice to hear from you. Hope the kids are okay. Uh, what are you up to this summer? Just like a random letter. Yeah. I think that's a bit different. I think it's more of a historical thing. 
Alright. Well, talking of murdering presidents. Yes. Coming in at number two, Lee Harvey Oswald's gold wedding band. But he didn't murder JFK, did he? Well, that's yeah. His his <laughs> is still listed. See, I d I don't know if that's murderabilia, but that was one hundred and eighteen thousand dollars that sold for. Wow. Yeah, I do I do. I do think this is different. Maybe I need to try and that's what um, I mean. I'm wondering why do we think it's different? Because it technically is considered murderabilia. It's people want it because they're murderers. Because of who they murdered, it makes it of historical interest. So where's the line here? But then I would say, I suppose it is murderabilia. But if it ended up in a museum, it's like when I, when we went to, when Rachel and I went to LA, um, and we, it had all the stuff from Marilyn Monroe's bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, I know she wasn't murdered, or was she? Mm-hmm. Um, but, she, you know, the story tells us that she wasn't murdered. But I guess it's the same kind of thing, isn't it? It's, it's more that you've got a possession from someone. It's so iconic. Right. Um, and, I mean, is it... They're iconic for murdering, though. But is it... Is it... Is it less unethical because i don't know particularly the lincoln one no one none of his family members are around really are they and i mean mm. if you're going down great 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 grandchildren there may be but i think it is i think it's because of who they murdered and it depends on what the what the thing is okay well the final one i've got uh which is again technically considered murderabilia it's the most expensive piece it's all for two million dollars Whoa, what? This is uh, Jack Ruby, the guy who shot Lee Harvey Oswald. Ah. It's his Colt Cobra that he shot him with. Are you asking if I think it, if it's murderabilia anymore? It's the same conversation we've just had. Do you? What do you think? Me. Or are you sitting on the fence? Um, I've just bring it up because when I looked at this list, I... Sort of went through. That's lower down the list. There was other things on this list as well, like Ed Gain's car and things like that. Um, was Ed Gain the guy that they based the uh, Texas Chainsaw yeah, ma- yeah, Massacre yeah. on? Okay. Um, so his car, like, sold things like that. But when it started getting into this, like, you know, Abraham Lincoln, JFK, Jack Ruby, this stuff, it made me think, oh, well, that doesn't really count, does it? But then it was on all of these lists that list, like, the most expensive murderability. It's always listed because what are they famous for? They're famous for murdering someone. So it does count, but that some somehow it does feel different. And I, I haven't really got clear in my head why exactly that does feel different to me. So I wonder whether is it what it is? So... uh yeah, if it was if it was some let's say for example, let's let's take Ted Bundy, okay, just as a just as a random example. If you took maybe uh, a wristwatch, mm-hmm. um, a poem, a painting, a lock of his hair, and a pen that he owned, mm-hmm. I would I would say I would feel differently about all of those things because of what they are. What about the weapon that they committed the crime with? Yeah, I think that's probably a bit too far, in it? <laughs> but it, it, it depends on what it is, doesn't it? I think if it's... 
Yeah, I don't know. Tish, you, you're very quiet. Are you looking at paintings still? No, I, I got off on a tear uh, and I was looking at the Unabomber because uh, you said his like jacket and sunglasses. Oh, yeah. For a hell yeah, of a the lot. hoodie and sunglasses. Yeah. Have we done an episode Would of the you... Unabomber yet? No. Okay. But it's not really a weird tale, is it? He just bombed loads of things. Yeah, true. I guess his ideology was weird. Yeah, he had an yeah. ideology. I don't know if we talked about him on the Serial Killers one. It might have come up. Uh, we talked about a lot of people on that one. Mm. Um, but yeah, that that's just the list I wanted to go down. I think we'll go back to the uh, ethics a little bit, though. Mm. Because I remember what really put this on my radar um, is... So last year, me and Beef did the interview of Rev Peter Laws. Yes. And we talked a little bit about his book, The Frighteners. Yep. Um, which I have in my hands right now, uh, yep. which is signed to Weird Tales, uh, the finest podcast on the planet, as it says oh on the inside. He's obviously a very learned individual. Yeah, exactly. His opinion counts. Uh, but in that book, The Frighteners, he has a chapter about murderability. Yeah. And um, it's for someone who loves, you know, uh, horror films and gore and true crime stuff and has an interest in all the, the the macabre and everything he that is the one chapter in that book where he does dance around the topic a little bit he's very much he he doesn't he kind of without saying so much he kind of comes down on the side of like this isn't cool um and the combination of that book and me and becca being in york is what sort of spurn the episode because in that chapter um let me just get it up um sorry bob did you say he said you you said he dances around the subject a bit yeah on that area but i didn't then did you say he says he, he comes down on the side of it's not cool i kind of missed what he said yeah pretty much he doesn't say so much but he doesn't he kind of says like i'm not really down for this actually um so Mm. This is what reminded me while I was thinking about it when I was walking around York. Um, yeah, so the opening three paragraphs of it, he talks about holding... He's, he's like, I'm in a shop, I'm holding a lock of Charles Manson's hair um, and how weird that feels to be holding it. And he says he's in a shop. He said, the shop selling it is called Pandora's Box. It's nestled in the cobbled streets of York, a pretty antiquated English city. And that is the a murderabilia shop I had seen previously, which I don't think is there anymore. I didn't see it when I was there, unless it's moved or unless I was thinking of the wrong place. But when we was there uh, a few weekends ago, I didn't see it again. But yeah, basically I remembered him mentioning that and I remembered seeing it in York and that's kind of what got my juices flowing for this episode. Uh But yeah, so we've talked about the ethics a little bit. Yeah. And about how um, basically if it was someone in your family and someone's profiting off the misery, you're going to feel very differently. Absolutely. And I think the people that do collect it and say there's nothing wrong with it, it's almost like, for me, it feels like they have... um, I'm trying to word this delicately. Don't worry about that. There's just like such a lack of empathy in them Mm. to be able to disregard that and do it anyway. Yeah. Which I find quite alarming. It's creepy, isn't it? And this is where if, um, you, I don't know, if you were, I mean, law enforcement 
should like you i i would imagine would be keeping a keen eye on people that that do this you know the sort of people that i don't know i just if that was wouldn't you think i mean i'd like to think that you would be keeping an eye on these types of people like because where does it where does it get to the point where you're like this is dangerous this is it's not just that it's a lack of empathy okay so you're gonna own own something i'll ask tiss first tissy so you're gonna own a bit of murderabilia okay what would you if you're gonna own a piece what would you consider owning and what are you willing to pay for it uh first of all i definitely wouldn't but hypothetically (laughs) i don't know I, I, i just don't see the point of it at all uh Give me, give me some options. I couldn't even think of any. Okay, you can own a murder weapon. No. That actually murdered someone. No. You can own a lock of hair or something biological. You know what, maybe some art. Maybe some, some art. artwork. Uh, signed signed letter. No, nah, not signed. Um, not signed. Just art. No, Nothing just with art. them, just their mind a little bit. I suppose if as long as it's a actual good piece of art, you could say, well, I've got it for the art. Yeah. I like the actual piece. Yeah. What if it was something that you could use, or if it was something like toothbrush? <laughs> no, I sort of, I meant more like a gun. I don't know, like if it was something that I, I don't know, just like a SNES or a Game Boy Color or something. Something oh, it just like, so happened to belong to Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna ask me the same question, aren't you? Well, yeah, well, I was, but I think I feel like your answer is gonna be the same. Yeah, I don't think it's okay. I don't think any of it is okay. But I really wish I could articulate better why I think it's a bit different that someone would own a scarf that belonged to the guy that killed Lincoln or something like that. I don't know. I maybe feel like that's... I wish I could tell you why that's maybe a bit different. Okay, I'm going to play uh, another video now, which is going to introduce another wrinkle into it, which I hadn't considered. When it came up in this video, I was like, oh, shit, like, that's a bit fucked up. But uh, This is another news report. Um, This is about uh, efforts to stop murderabilia and, and things like that. It's a morbid business, but murderabilia, the selling of items of killers, is also a thriving business. In fact, don't be surprised if someone tries to profit off the gunman in Santa Fe. Our Grace White joins us with why this happens and what lawmakers are doing to stop it. Grace? Lynn, Texas law prevents convicted prisoners from profiting off their crimes. But keep in mind, the Santa Fe shooter isn't convicted yet, leaving the door wide open for murderabilia dealers who could already be reaching out. healthy chunk of Charles Manson's hair. It may sound far-fetched. These, believe it or not, right here are actually fingernail clippings from a California serial killer. But it's for sale. It's one of the most nauseating and disgusting feelings in the world. For a victim's family to find out someone is profiting from their loved one's killer online. I wanted to learn who the dealers were, how it works, how it operates. For almost 20 years. Smorgasbord of everything. Victims advocate Andy Kahn's been watchdogging the industry and says there's even a specific category for school shooters. Seems like it's encouraging copycats. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, these guys 
No one, there are no names, they're nothing. Zero, except for the fact that they went into a high school, or any school for that matter, and went in and shot and killed people. And all of a sudden now, people want, they want to own a piece of them. Khan says it's only a matter of time before dealers go after the Santa Fe shooter. It, it will happen. They are going to reach out to him. People are interested in, in crime. William Harder runs MurderAuction.com. People do buy the items related to school shootings. That's, that goes without saying. But that's kind of the problem, right? These guys become famous for all the wrong reasons. Well, I, well, I didn't do, I don't do that. That's, uh, that's, that's the media, it's you guys. He's no different, he claims, from a documentary filmmaker or an author writing a book. Victims' rights end where my rights begin. Nobody should be able to tell me that I can or cannot sell my personal property. But lawmakers have certainly tried. Texas Senator John Cornyn introduced several bills to stop the sale of murderabilia, but they never passed. So there's a handful of sites still out there where for thousands of dollars, you can buy things like the Virginia Tech shooters calculator. We really need federal legislation. A painful reminder for Khan, the fight is far from over. And I think we owe victims the dignity and respect by doing everything we can to shut this industry down. We contacted Senator Cornyn's office to see if after the Santa Fe shooting, he'd consider taking up the bill again. His staff told us he will be looking into the matter. Cornyn says, quote, sensationalizing violent crimes and violent offenders is sickening and wrong. He says by putting an end to the sale of murderabilia, we can help crime victims achieve closure and ensure the horrors they experienced are not exploited for profit. I hear the guy saying I have a right, but tell that to the people who are left behind. Yeah, we asked him that question. He says he feels like it's his right to sell this stuff. Victims, though, we've seen for years passionately opposed to this. Maybe the senator can do something about it. Maybe. All right, thank you, Grace. So basically, yeah, um, where's the line of what is considered a serial killer and what is considered, like, of interest? Surely his money would be frozen after he gets uh, convicted, though, right? Yeah, that's true, but that isn't the thing that was bothering me the most. The thing that was bothering me the most is that people are... So it's one thing to have a celebrity like who's a notorious serial killer from history. You could say... Oh, what you mean? People literally jump on murderers instantly. Yeah, the fact that someone is like a, a, a school shooter, like a crazy teenager who went and shot up their school and all of a sudden people want to buy their stuff because they've then killed people is so fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, it is. The fact that these murderabilia websites, they said, have sections, you can do subcategories for school shooters. Yeah, that's wrong. That, to me, is no different to when you get people into, like, really disgusting, gratuitous porn. Right. I think it's the same kind of thing. Like, um, it's for me, it's it's the same as when you get people into, like, rape pornography and stuff like that. Right. Like, that, you shouldn't, that shouldn't be okay. You shouldn't have that on your on your website as something that for people to be interested in. There's literally thousands of other things you could do. You could, you could polish rocks. You could read a book. You could do some gardening. You could get into collecting like old videotapes of like really nostalgic TV. There's so much you could do. Why do you have to be interested in that? Polish rocks. Yeah. People polish rocks, don't they? Do they? Yeah, of course they do. I've never if you go on a of... beach and collect like fossils and like shiny gemstones and stuff, you can polish them up. I've never heard of that. Well, maybe you should. But 
Yeah, that's disgusting. Screw those guys. If you're listening and you've got something that belongs to some wacko, some nut job that went into a school or a church or a synagogue or a movie theatre or a hospital or a supermarket and murdered a bunch of guys, screw you. Don't um, do it. I told you it was really dour. <laughs> like it gets worse as the episode goes on. It started like, hey, these people collect like artwork of serial killers, and now we're on to like idolizing school shooters, which is about as grim as as it gets. I'll come back to what I said earlier. It should be illegal. I know they've tried. It said they passed. They they're tried trying, to pass yeah, bills. they're trying. They're trying. But it should be a no brainer. I'm still on those websites now. Those websites I mentioned. I've literally got the tabs open now. But it's like. Um, for me, it's it's like it's like it seems like a no-brainer. Like it's like uh, was it last year or maybe it was this year when uh, um, upskirting was made illegal, right? And I said to Rachel, I was like, "What? Why was that not already illegal? Why is that not already illegal for me to take a photo shot of someone's knickers?" Freedom of speech, mate. But that's not freedom of speech. That's that's disgusting. Is it like, freedom of speech to be able to sell murderabilia? This? I don't think it's freedom of speech <laughs> to sell memorabilia. Uh, it's not, but that's not that's not speech, is it? Or is it? Does that come under freedom of speech? The speech of murderers. Fuck knows. The d- so fucked. I think as a society we're so fucked that we can't answer this simple question. But I think that's the that's the <laughs> idea. We can't condone it, but we can't condemn it either because right. Where if you like uh, the guy said earlier something interesting, which I kind of half agreed with, which was like, uh, you know, if you're not going to enjoy art by uh, people who do all this bad stuff, you won't enjoy art at all. I mean, right? How much are Michael Jackson records going for these days? Because he's definitely a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I know that a lot of people in the seventies fucked kids. So. What's happening to their music? Are we putting that on the internet still? Of course we are. We're all buying it. They're all fucking criminals. There's plenty of criminals in the real world. We still buy shit off of. You know, is it only the convicted ones that get screws put to them and the ones that live out in the open, they they can make the money because they haven't been convicted yet? What about Jeffrey Epstein and all that shit? There are radio stations that... um, uh, Not like Mix 96, but if you... You can have a look as like a. Uh, there was an article like I looked at a few months ago, and it listed a bunch of. And you could go on their websites, and they and they made statements when it kept, when that documentary came out about Neverland and those those two particular guys who both said similar things about Michael Jackson mm-hmm. made very similar allegations. They've they've made a statement that they will play uh, Jackson Five. That's okay. Uh, but they anything beyond Thriller, so when he released his Thriller album in the early 80s, or the mid-80s, um, that's not okay, because that's when he was doing that. Right. Um, what? You're like, mm, okay. So I, in a way, I could guess, I guess I kind of understand that they're making, they're making a, they're kind of making a statement based on this is what we're going to do. They're making half we're not a gonna statement. Play. Yeah, we're not going to play his music from this era anymore. <laughs> it's just so, so wishy-washy, doesn't it, in the end? Yeah. When you're trying to justify something that you just can't, it just doesn't... More and more, I'm just like, you can only worry about yourself, which is a stance I hate, because I'm never going to buy this, so all I can do 
is worry about myself not buying this. Yeah. Because I'm not going to stop people doing it. Yeah. But then that's the sort of attitude that's like, well, I'm never going to rape someone. Doesn't mean I don't want other... Do you know what I mean? I, I don't want other people yeah, to do but it either. It's, yeah, I'd, I mean, I don't want other people to rape people, but again, I don't have any power over it. But the freedom of speech thing... We have so little oh, power. we have so little power. I was power. thinking about this... I was thinking about this in the day. We have not even enough power to... Cut that. Okay, so here's the thing then. Take the freedom of speech argument. I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking that um, actually it's probably not been a good thing that for the last 10 years or so um, it's not okay to talk about religion in schools or to talk about politics or like outside of uh you can teach it right but a teacher is not allowed to say like unless a child asks you i'm you couldn't say something like i'm a christian i believe this this is why i believe you couldn't unless you're teaching on that subject right and i think it's actually um and the same with politics and i think the issue that creates is then it's creating a generation of people that don't know how to broach difficult subjects. So you should be able to talk about those things. So you should be able to comfortably talk to someone that you disagree with. And I think this is where this problem is coming from, that we're no longer now allowed to or able to articulate that we disagree with someone and for that to be okay, that we disagree with them. And I think with the freedom of speech thing, like, um, say, for example... You take, um, like, Remembrance Day, so you take the poppies being sold, and you get, not every year, but we've had it in the past where people burn poppies or they're, like, do something disrespectful or something like that. That's a freedom of speech thing. I think, although it's disrespectful, you like, that, that comes down to your opinion, doesn't it? I don't think it's a freedom of speech thing to 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 sell mem- murderbilia on the internet and to make it a freedom of speech if if they making it a freedom of speech issue i don't think that's okay so i've got one final clip i'm going to play you um and it is a bit dour i just thought it was interesting it's quite i i found it a fascinating situation to witness even though it, it's, it can be a little bit of a tough listen at times uh it's a chat show american chat show and they're discussing murderabilia on the episode and they actually have the victim of a school shooting in the studio. Um, and she is talking to people that sell murderabilia. So it's putting the two extreme sides in, in the same room. That sounds tense. Yeah. So it's a little bit, it's only a few minutes long, but it's, it's interesting to see these three, there's three guys and they all run their own murderabilia websites. And it's interesting to see them attempt to defend it to someone who watched their friends die and is now like paralyzed. Yeah. Okay. And they're still, they still try and defend it. Mm. So uh, this is from the chat show Anderson. Missy, take us back to that day. What, what happened? I was uh, 15 years old. I would attend a prayer circle every morning, and that morning, attending the prayer circle, which met in the lobby of our school, uh, we had no idea that Michael Carniel, uh, who was 14 years old, would pull a 22 out of his backpack and shoot at us after we said amen. Um, there were three girls that were killed, and there were five people that were injured. I was one of the most seriously injured. 
Um, I'm paralyzed from my chest down, so I can't feel anything from right here to my feet. Where the very first thing I saw was um, a friend get shot in the head and fall down to the ground. And after that, I was shot in a spray of bullets. I was pretty much at that point not knowing whether I was going to live or if I was going to die. And it definitely changed my life forever. Which of you guys has some items of Michael Carneal's? Both of you. What are you selling? At one point, I had his uh, prison ID on the website. Um, somebody bought it later, so I how think How much now, was that? I think I sold it for 125 And how much did you give Michael Carnell? I didn't give Michael Carnell a dime. And what, what were you selling, or are you selling? Uh, besides the Wallace prints, we have Carnell letters, we have Wallace letters, and I'd just like to clarify that Wallace and Carnell received nothing from the sale of the items from, from me on my website. Missy, how does it feel to, to hear they're selling this stuff? It's not okay. It's been 14 years, and I'm living with this every day of my life when I wake up, when I put my clothes on, when I get into my wheelchair and I have to go to work and try to take care of my children. Uh, it's very, very hard. I have to live with it now for the rest of my life and doctors tell me that I may never walk again. I would hope you would have the empathy to understand that this is not okay. Todd, what about that? It's, uh, again, it's a part of history. You're, you're talking about history and stuff. This is a young woman in a wheelchair, possibly for the rest of her life. I don't understand how you can sit there and not at least express some form of empathy. I haven't even heard any, any sign of empathy. People that collect World War II memorabilia understand that millions of Jews were murdered. It doesn't change the fact that people want to collect that type of memorabilia. You that know what, people who collect Nazi memorabilia uh, I got issues with them, too. And, and, and people who collect Nazi memorabilia have a lot of questions to answer for. If you, if you had served in the war, I can understand collecting World War II memorabilia. If you have an interest in military history, I understand that. These are real people who are sitting in front of you, and, and you're, you're acting as if you're some sort of historian, and this is of historical interest. It doesn't seem to have any reality for you. But, but real people die in wars. I don't see there being much of a difference. There is a difference in that murder is murder, war is war, all right? right. And can we just not mix apples with oranges, okay? Someone coming into your home, into your school, and actually killing you, taking your life with a mindset to do that, there is no comparison there. There we go. I saw that was a really interesting clip. Yeah, I mean, it's like you say, it's interesting that they're still trying to defend it. I just... I don't, I was just thinking as I was listening to the video, I was thinking, I really wish I could try and, and maybe I, if I put more thought into it, I'll be able to articulate it better. But I don't think I should have to explain why it's different that you would collect a war medal mm. um, than like something that belonged to a school shooter. Like you, you shouldn't have to, if you can't see why that's different, I can't. I can't help you. Yeah, that's what I was saying before. Um, there seems to help. be a real dissonance, the like the lack of empathy for them to say, for him to say, I don't see a difference in that. That worries me. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like he said, he doesn't see a difference. He, he, the other guy said, you know, Nazi memorabilia that isn't cool either, for the same reason, and he couldn't get his head exactly. around that. So. And and it's it's again it's different. Like Rachel's uh, Rachel's nan has got. I think Rachel's great grandfather's uh, war medals, and Rachel's mm -hmm. told her countless times, like when when you die, um, I would like to have those medals. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I think that's different because you're honouring bravery. You're honouring like the the duty of you know. And I think it's she. Is, he is right. War is different to murder. Yeah, way different. Um, it's t- it's totally different. You're not you're not doing something out of cold blooded callousness. It's not it's not something you're not doing out of enjoyment. You're not doing it out of something to be gratuitous to something that you enjoyed doing. It's you know if you go into a school and murder a load of people, that's completely different. So, Tiss, any historical significance to um, those sort of artifacts? <laughs> Fuck all. <laughs> I think we've all come down on the same stance by the end of this episode. Absolutely. Yeah, I think we'll just draw a line under it there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so sorry if it's been a bit dour, um, but, you know, it's uh, an interesting... It's almost a bit of a discussion episode more than anything. Yeah. It's been a really good one. I knew we'd get talking, which is why I didn't want to bring too much stuff because i knew it would get us talking about yeah. the debates around it yeah so i don't i was gonna say final thoughts but i think we've said it like yeah. i don't think we're down with it <laughs> no it's, it's bullshit <laughs> no and i don't think it's 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 not i mean it is it is quite dour but it's it is what it is isn't it yeah that's you know there's no getting away from it it'd be interesting to know if there are people that and I'm sure we maybe we might have a couple of emails at the end. That's interesting, actually. Any listeners um, who have... If you are actually on the other side and you've got to this far in the episode, <laughs> I yeah, salute exactly. you. Um, I would like to hear from you and and why you find it interesting and what what the defence you have. Maybe we're being naive here. Maybe you actually have an, an interesting and valid viewpoint. Um, so, yeah, I always welcome hearing differing viewpoints on the emails. So send them my way. Um, and that email address is unexplainableuk at mail.com or you can use the contact form on weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.com on the website you can also find the blog post to every episode so for this I'll be putting on all the videos we watched I would recommend checking some of them out uh, you can also support us on the website via PayPal or Coffee. you can find our Twitter accounts you can find our Facebook page you can find uh a link to our store so you can buy merch and uh if you want to support me and my time editing uh and putting together not only this but five minute folklore and my new film podcast which is now launched uh known for which you can find in all the regular places if you search known for filmography that seems to be the thing that's bringing it up in most places um if you want to support me on all those things and get some extra free content, well, it's not free, extra content, bonus content for support, it's uh, patreon.com slash Bob Shoy. Uh, finally, listener of the week. Uh, this week, I'm going to give it to Charlotte Murray. Listener of the week. She's been listening for a while, and uh, we always get nice comments from her when the new episodes go up on Facebook. Uh, she's always... Uh, there and excited to listen to whatever we put out and we get lots of nice comments when the new episode goes out so thanks charlotte and i hope now we get a nice message from you under the release of this episode on facebook yeah <laughs> thanks for listening thank charlotte. you thank you charlotte listener of the week have you got a marriage of the week this week marriage of the week guy have you guys got a marriage of the week uh we're gonna have to go with sean torrance again uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, Sean until someone else gets married, basically. Okay. So. So that means Sean gets a shout out on every episode now. Well, he gets basically a shout out on most episodes. <laughs> he usually yeah. tell a story of. 
something. Okay. Um, excellent. I think we're done. Absolutely. So um, yeah, nice one, mate. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, love you lots. And I was going to say what's coming up next time, but I don't know. Something more, more content. Something else. Yeah, that's it. Bye. I'm, I'm sure. Thanks for something else. <laughs> bye. Thanks a lot. Love See you. Later. Bye. 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 Love you. Bye. Bye. See you. Yeah, people polish rocks, don't they? Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.